Hey everyone, welcome to the Withering Effect episode 70. Today's date is November 8th, 2020, and I am Duds, or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs. And I am Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 and uh, this week we still don't have a guest. <laughs> we didn't change it. Yeah, it's still, it says we have a guest this week still in the notes, but uh, I guess we'll start off with uh, what we've done this week. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start off with my theme song t- uh, today. Hang on. So I've been up for a couple hours now doing some work on an episode, and I've been playing some music. I've been listening to Easy Like Sunday Morning by Paul Jackson Jr. Uh. Highly recommend that. Obviously can't play it on the show. But that's now my new pre-show ritual is listening to that song since we're recording on Sunday mornings now. It's a good idea. Might make Sunday a little easier. Heck yeah. Yeah. What we've done this week. I'm going to let you go first. You go ahead. Uh, a lot of my Minecraft has been off camera. Mm-hmm. I didn't put a video out this week. I'm kind of going to take a like a week break. It's kind of like a two-week break because last episode was... The funny moments I've had throughout mm-hmm. the season. Uh, didn't really record much, just the before and after of my super smelter. But my base is just so big, I need to work a lot off camera Yeah, to get a lot of this done. I don't want to do too many time lapses. I like to do like one per episode, if possible. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm not going to time lapse the same thing. I have four towers to build. I'm not going to do four time lapses of the same thing. Yeah. So I kind of, I just want to get everything in place to where I have, you know, the ability to build a farm here. I can record that. I can start on my main base, which is kind of ridiculous because all the work I put into below my main base. So it's kind (laughs) of, I want to keep things, I don't know. I want to, I want to get up to pace on the off-camera work before mm-hmm. I start recording again. We did do a live stream yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of stuff then. I guess that would be a good opportunity for me to stream, though I've never, I never really think about just, hey, I'm going to stream today while I do this. I kind of yeah, jump on the computer, and I'm like, oh, let's, let's go on, let's go to my base. I'll do a little work here. And then sometimes I'm doing four or five hours of work on my base i'm like man i probably should have streamed that you know <laughs> probably could have streamed that well especially considering like you're at home a lot now especially with the pandemic stuff going on yeah you can play with time zones uh streaming wise right and you might find like a whole new niche of people that you haven't been able to get to yeah and the thing is like i could do a 24-hour stream and not complete my base. <laughs> That's how much there is to do. So I can always do a stream. And I, I say it all the time. Like, I'll, I think I'll do it this week. And I don't want to, like, push myself mm-hmm. because I say it. So I kind of, I don't know, I'll, I'll see what happens. But I, I may, I may do a stream this week. I don't see why not. Do it. Yeah. Should I? The The big thing with streaming is it's always kind of a tiny bit of a leap of faith. Yeah. Because it's not where you can put a video out there and then people can watch it whenever they can. It's a, uh, I'm now choosing this designated time to put content out there. And if you're not there to receive said content, you don't get to see said content, which is a little worrisome. Yeah. 
and I have trouble, like, I don't have a schedule, you know, so I don't really consider myself a streamer without a schedule. Yeah. I kind of just jump on whenever, some people ask me, like, I was doing Halloween trick-or-treat this year, I had a friend was like, hey man, I, uh, I noticed you got that podcast, it's doing real well, and I didn't know they knew, but they were friends of mine on Twitter that, mm-hmm. you know, see my tweets and see the show and notice I'm on YouTube and stuff. And I don't, and he asked me, he asked me, he's like, do you stream or anything? I was like, no, I don't really stream. Then again, I, you know, I do it once a month. It's a stream day. So yeah, I, I don't consider myself a streamer, but it could be, it could be well worth the time streaming to finish all the stuff I got to do. I think so. I think you and streaming go together a lot better than say like me and streaming streaming for me always gets me super nervous for some reason but you seem to handle it a lot better so i'd like to see you stream more yeah Um, i've considered that then yeah your base is just hugely epic and i want to see more of it so (laughs) yeah it gives people a lot of inside look at how i do things and how things are going so Mm -hmm. yeah it could bring i mean even you know everyone wants to grow in streaming over YouTube, mm-hmm. even like with social media, you know, getting followers, that could always help. Oh, yeah. That's it for my week. My my week revolved uh, around a dome in a hole under the ocean. Oh. <laughs> and it's very much like you. I am seven days out from my last episode, which is about when I put out a new episode. But as of yesterday, I had only recorded the intro. So I was way behind, but I knew stream day was going to be the day I got a lot of work done because I had a lot of things planned and in work. And oh man, so this the dome has been a grind, but not the grind the mountain was. Like yeah, the dome is grind is more puzzle based. How can I build this without flooding everything and dying? Okay, now how can I clean this up without having a creeper fall on my face and dying? <laughs> how can I remove these floating box blocks through the air without a skeleton shooting me off of them and dying? So, yeah. And when you do things, you want to do it like the quickest, easiest possible way. Mm-hmm. So just thinking of the easiest, quickest possible way. You waste time doing that, just thinking about it. But then again, you want it, you want it to get done quick. Yeah, I've been doing that, and it's it worked out really well. I'm pretty sure the dome itself is 95% done. Like, the the amount of work I did under the dome, cleaning the walls up, trying to get spawnable spots to go away, uh, all the kelp I put... I, sh- I should probably say that for guys who don't watch the video. So, I built a box in the ocean. Jimbo blew a giant hole up there with his uh, flying TNT. Crater makers, mm-hmm. as I'm calling them. That should have been the grind, but that was actually <laughs> the easy part. Yeah. And so what I did was is I built a dome on top of the hole Jimbo made at ocean level, or I should say ground level under the water. And then I had to waterproof it so the surrounding terrain lined up with the dome. And then I flooded the box that I had drained with sponges and stuff. And the only problem with it, the way I did it is I did a netherrack floor and flooded the netherrack and then broke the netherrack. So it's just all falling water. 
Yeah. Uh, on the dome. And I didn't want that because I want fish to be able to swim around and stuff. And falling water, they can swim through it, but they're just going to plock right on the glass. And I and they make that sound, too, when they hit the glass. They go, block. <laughs> and I, I didn't really want that. So what I did is I covered the entire dome in kelp. So as I was working under the dome, cleaning up the walls and stuff, and preparing for finally getting to build in here, the kelp was growing up and creating new water sources. So now this box is pure water source, which means I can dump the walls surrounding it and finally uh, landscape to make the dome feel like it's been down in this ocean for years and not just just brand new structure that pops out of nowhere. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I've actually been working on my stream in the fact that I've got like sound buttons now. I've been uh, working on my new panels and stuff for my stream, which causes me, I'm learning Inkscape, which is another free program. And it's all vector-based, which is completely new to me. And yeah. I'm old and dumb, so I'm very slow <laughs> at at learning it. But it's been extremely fun to learn a new uh, creative program. So I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Give it a look. It might help. Yeah, I have to. Should we go ahead and move on to the news? Because we got to get going. I, didn't, I, I rambled way too long. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right. This week, we have a 117 snapshot 20W45A. If you guys are not patrons, our patrons already got our first impressions episode. We put those up basically the day after the snapshot releases. When they release the snapshot that night, me and Jimbo get together, record 15, 20 minutes of our first impressions, and then we go in-depth here on the show. Yep. And this is the Java snapshot there was a bedrock snapshot with goats and uh some of the snow blocks but java gave us a little bit of other stuff <laughs> java gave us a lot of stuff yeah a lot. running through what they added they added bundles candles lava cauldron copper amethyst lightning rod spyglass tinted glass and a new mechanic where a shulker hitting another shulker with a shulker bullet can now make a new shulker I think that's a chance. It's not a guaranteed thing. Yeah, it's kind of random. But I also want to say I think Psycraft has already built a farm using it. They did. I noticed on Il Mango's video they made one. Now this is all, this is a snapshot. Mm -hmm. Mechanics can change. They change all the time, so they might do something different. I do want to talk about this whole shulker box thing. There's one thing I would like as if when they do duplicate... It would be nice to have a baby shulker box. I just think that would be cool to see a baby <laughs> shulker box. That's all I wanted to say. So what you're saying is they breed by shooting each other. Yeah. Shoot each other and breed babies. <laughs> baby boxes. Baby boxes. Is that where, like, if you kill it, the shells only hold half as much as a normal shulker? Maybe. Or maybe you got to wait for it to grow up to get the shells. Wouldn't drop shells. Then you have to, and then they shoot little baby bullets. Yeah. <laughs> they don't last as long when they lift you up. Yeah, and they don't last as long in the air when they come at you. Just a thought. I see where you're going. I think that might be a little too much, but I, it would be hilarious to see. Mm -hmm. Actually, it would be more like, oh, look at the cute little baby shulker. Oh, it's lifting me up in the air again. Kill it. 
and be like blah blah blah, <laughs> and then you'd be same same situation. Mm-hmm. All right, Jimbo. I'm kind of curious of what. Yeah, I'll get into the changes, but I'm kind of <laughs> curious of what a baby shocker box noise would be. Please send us noises of a baby shocker box if you guys are listening to this. Okay, let's get into the changes. There we go. Uh, we, <laughs> we got quite a few. Um, entities have been extracted from main terrain chunks and are now stored in separate entities directory. Entities directory, similar to POI storage. Yeah, that should help with lag. Yes. Uh, those new files are still region files with NBT. Not sure what that is. Do you, can you elaborate on that? I don't know what that is. So, like how you can go through and you can delete chunks at a time to reset it. It means those entity files will be reset also because they're based on where they're located in the world. Not They're not putting like all the entities in there to, into their own separate file. Well, they are, but those files are still located in the region. I don't know. I don't know the behind the okay. scenes. That's just me extracting experiences. <laughs> Next change. Uh, experience orbs now sometimes merge when in large quantities to improve performance. This does not change the rate at which the player can absorb them. It simply limits the amount of separate orbs floating around in the world. Orbs that merge will gain the lifetime of the most recent created one. That's a good change. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, particles now appear when pistons break blocks. Simple firework rockets with one gunpowder can now be crafted using a recipe book. Finally. Thank you, Mojang. Dirt path, formerly grass path, can now be made by using a shovel on dirt, podzole, mycelium, or coarse dirt, as well as grass still. Yes. And mine carts and rails work in water. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool changes. Those last three changes are huge. Yeah. By huge, I mean just huge to the... Uh... Life of the game. Quality of life, yeah. Yeah, really does help. You know how much of a pain it is to make a path block? Mm-hmm. You, like, if you were to manually put a path block in, you'd need grass block. In order to get grass block, you need silk touch. So it's that's a huge change. I really like that. Yeah. Let's move into listener comments, because like I said, we've got a huge show, and we hinted at, or we told you what's coming in 117 and we're going to get more into it for the main topic but first we have a comment from dirty blonde 655 new mod for the discord by the way so give them a hi or a taco next time you see them that's our discord thing and they ask forgive me if you talked about it in the most recent podcast i've been busy and haven't had a chance to listen to it but a weather update is something i would love to hear your thoughts about if you're using an elytra and you have little control during windy... Oh, like if you're using an Elytra and you have little control during a windy day. Sunday mornings do not work well for me reading. <laughs> yeah. It's easy like Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, weather has always been one of those things in Minecraft that I think gets disregarded. One, I mean, every time it rains on a server, what's the first thing that happens? People run and try to sleep and get rid of the rain. No one likes the rain. So I think your biggest thing would be to try to make weather nice on a server and I, or just in the game in general. And I don't know if you're going to find a way to make weather nice. I don't, I don't know. Like wind, you can't really put wind into Minecraft, I don't think. I don't know of a good way to do it. I mentioned a long time ago about the animation of maybe seeing the grass sway mm-hmm. from the wind. 
I wouldn't know how you would make it to affect a player. That That is a cool idea. It's definitely different to how the wind can make, you know, the flight a little bit less controllable. The weather thing, they kind of they kind of give it to you besides the rain part, like they kind of give it to you within biomes. Like every mm-hmm. biome has its weather. That's where you get your weather. Seasons, I was always for seasons until maybe they implement it. Maybe I won't like it. Yeah. But I would like to see something like that. I guess you would have to play with the, what is it, resource pack that has it to see if you would like it. You can always play with it. Uh, the wind thing, though, you don't have that anywhere. It's definitely a different thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, that would be a thing. I do like the, the wind animation. Yeah, it, for me, if they were to add wind, it wouldn't necessarily be in like a weather type update. It would be in mm-hmm. a redstone type update. Now that we have mm. lightning causing redstone signals, imagine wind-powered redstone signals. Say you build a turbine, and every couple random ticks, turbine spins, and it pushes out a redstone signal. Or maybe you put it in a good place where it's constantly spinning, which means the red sun signal is always on or something. I don't know. I don't know. Just off the top of my head, I don't think there's a good enough way to put weather in the game without causing natural problems. Like, you don't want to put a mudslide in Minecraft. Yeah. Because then you run the chance of ruining someone's build by doing something the player had no control over. Yeah, or with this kind of update, like an avalanche, you know, that would definitely be... They they do mention how they don't want the nature of the game to destroy your builds. Mm -hmm. I had something, I had something, and it's gone. Oh, the skull sensor block. Wind and weather, I don't know if that would affect that either. Like, maybe grass would blow. The skulk Mm -hmm. sensor would go off so many times because all the grass around it. I don't know if that'd be a thing. Maybe I'm just making that up, but that could affect something there with the weather. I'm trying to think, and honestly, you look at the little bit of weather we have now, and it's not great. It's a nuisance, really, especially for us that make YouTube videos, because it just compresses absolutely horribly on YouTube. Yeah. So we we try to get rid of the weather as quick as possible. There's times where you need a thunderstorm if you want to charge Creeper and stuff, but other than that, and you can't sleep through the rain. It's only thunderstorms, so you got to mm-hmm. put up with the rain to do what you're doing, which can be annoying. The only good-looking good weather in the game is snow, and you have to live in a snow biome to get it, and no one wants to live in a snow biome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for your comment. I'm sorry we can't come up with a good way to implement weather into the game, but those are our thoughts. Not great thoughts, but they are thoughts. I do, I do like the thought of it, though, you know, how the, the wind can mess up your flight it's just interesting never heard of that before mm-hmm. thanks for the comment talked about how dirty blonde is a discord mod for us let's get into the discord ad this week this week discord ad is from a formal guest Cass. take it away is this thing on i'm Cass, and i'm here to figure out why you have yet to join the withering effect discord it's a great place to hang out with other minecraft enthusiasts and the creators of the show it's also the only place you can vote for Block of the Week. The link to join the Discord is in the show notes. Uh, 
All right. Thanks for the Discord ad this week, Cass. And if you'd like to record one, get in touch with me, Carl Jimbo. More than likely, Carl. He has all the scripts, and he's planning all these things. (laughs) But, (laughs) yep, Discord is the only place you can vote for Block of the Week, which is getting an update soon. So if you guys want to get get in on the action, go ahead and join the Discord. But this week, our blocks to discuss are the dropper, cartography table, and the lectern. And the winner of Block of This Week this week is... Cartography Table. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Cartography Table. Uh, my, everything went... Okay. Everything went... My screen went black here for a second. <laughs> so, Cartography Table had 30 votes overall. Pretty big. Dropper had 11. Lectern was 7. So, it's a pretty overwhelming vote for the cartography table Mm -hmm. and a couple things on that uh cartography table can be crafted with two paper and four of any wood planks it is used for cloning zooming and locking maps used as a cartographer's worksite it can be found naturally in villages Uh, locking a map on the cartography table requires a glass pane to prevent the map from changing and uh, it can be mined with an axe but could be mined by hand yeah, and so when it comes to updating the cartography table, I had a discussion with this on stream, and people kept talking about what it could do to maps, because that's what a cartography table is. It works with maps. And I was like, that's great and all, but we have this new item coming to 117, and I would like it to be able to interact with the cartography table a little bit, because maps are all well and good. But even I will look at a map and go, how the heck do I get there? Yeah. And I was like, a good way to do it is if you have a map with a point of interest on it, you know, like the banners, Mm -hmm. how you can create points of interest with banners on maps. If you could take a map with those and combine it with the new spyglass, the spyglass will now have a dot on it where you could just kind of be looking through it and you'll see the dot and you start traveling towards the dot the dot would get bigger and bigger until you hit that point of interest mm. and to me that would be a way to combat the gripe of well the spyglass is just an optifine addition i'm not going to use the spyglass because i use optifine well imagine if the spyglass you could put points of interest into it so you don't have to look for the map anymore you've now got the spyglass so you can zoom and see your point of interest yeah it kind of upgrades the compass yeah also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you still need the compass for the map to make the map so the compass would still be involved yeah yeah that'd be pretty neat i think so there is a really good suggestion in the discord from square root mm-hmm. uh he mentioned that uh he wanted to give away to recenter a map does i hate when i generate a map for my base area and only to find that it's way off from the center or the cutoff point mm-hmm I want to be able to center my base on a single map. I think that's a pretty good idea. Be able to center things on a map. Mm -hmm. I think to do that, you'd have to have a way to lay out multiple maps. Because obviously a map just holds those few chunk generations. So you would have to have multiple maps and then be able to like move a little cursor around. Yeah, move by chunk. Yeah, and it's like I want to highlight these chunks. These are now my new map. Yeah. But that also makes what uh, map art so great is that somebody was able to find the perfect center 
of a map and then do these crazy designs on top of it. Yeah, the map art kind of correlates with that or goes against that, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, he did mention something about it getting a display on your map for the coordinates. It's not a, that's not too bad either. No. Like instead of looking at your map and just seeing a banner, that banner would give you the chords. Or maybe you can put something else down that could give you the chords on that map. Because maybe the map you're looking at is a lot further away, you know, and you can look at it, put your cursor over top yeah. of an area and get those chords. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be a bad fix. It'd probably help in Bedrock more because we can, it's easy to access chords in Java. Bedrock might need a little bit more help to find chords. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on because we still have a lot to cover and we're quickly running out of time. Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Square Root because I thought, thought that was a pretty good idea. Yeah, very good ideas. So, 117 snapshot, uh, 20W45A. What we're going to do is I will read a section and uh, basically, like, I have Amethyst is the first section we're going to read through. And Amethyst has one, two, three, four, five sections. So, I'll read a section, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I'll read another section, talk about it. And then we move on to the second thing jimbo read one and we'll do the same thing back and forth and we're following the snapshot page on minecraft.net so if you want to follow with us that's what you can do link should be down in the show notes it's all actually in alphabetical order well there we go even better so amethyst amethyst blocks come or comes in block form inside geodes in two ways Block of amethyst and budding amethyst. All types of amethyst blocks, clusters included, create beautiful sounds when you walk on them, break them, place them, or hit them with a projectile. Very true, and it's very cool sounds, and I am super excited for amethyst. Yeah, I didn't expect those kind of noises, but I, I do like them. Straight up like wind chime sounds, it's awesome. Mm-hmm, which makes sense, being crystals. Mm-hmm. So now we have the amethyst clusters. They grow from budding amethyst, which can be found inside the geos. Clusters have four growth stages, small amethyst bud, medium amethyst bud, large amethyst bud, and amethyst cluster. Clusters can only grow uh, when they are placed on budding amethyst blocks. Fully grown am uh, amethyst clusters drop four amethyst shards or more with fortune. Or when using an iron pickaxe, Jesus, words. Iron pickaxe or higher is used and drop nothing otherwise when broken. So you got to use a pickaxe or you get nada. Mm -hmm. Clusters can be silk touched at any stage. Now, we didn't mention this before, but the two blocks, the two amethyst blocks, one can be used for growing mm -hmm. the amethyst, and uh, the other one can be mined, but the one to grow the amethyst can't be mined. Right. There's a, the only way you can distinguish them is. There's kind of like a star inside the middle of the ones that you can grow from. Mm -hmm. Those are the budding blocks, by the way. Yep. The geodes themselves can be found anywhere underground in the overworld. But we have seen in the snapshot that a lot of them are spawning like at terrain level at 65. Mm, I didn't notice that. So they're, they're like sticking out of the ground. They have a new outer layer called Tough which is kind of a rough-looking andesite block, and a second layer called uh, calcite, which looks like a smoother, less noisy diorite. Mm -hmm. And then the inner layers, the amethyst blocks and stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if we're going to get uh, stair and slab variants of the tough and calcite. 
that would be pretty cool to see, but nothing on that yet. No, I I doubt it, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. It says shards drop in a cluster up to four, or drop four shards and then more with fortune. We already talked about that. Mm. Budding animatist? On any side of budding amethyst block where there is air or water source block, a small amethyst bud will eventually grow. Amethyst buds can only grow when attached to budding amethysts and will grow until they become amethyst clusters. One thing they're not mentioning is you can't move the block these things grow on. Like, they have to stay in place. Yeah, you can break it, but you're not going to get the block. Yeah, it can't be moved. Got to be, got to be farmed. Crystals got to be farmed in that that zone or biome, whatever you'd like to call it. Mm -hmm. I did notice that, at least as of right now, they can be pushed with pistons. Oh. Except for the clusters, but all the other variants below the clusters, they can be pushed with pistons. They don't break. Usually you hit it with a piston, it drops it as an item, but not in this case. At least for now. Nifty. I'm sure we will see farms in use of said mechanic. I did see a cool idea on Twitter where they mentioned that maybe you can uh, make more of the budding amethyst just by keeping them kind of like how grass spreads through dirt. Maybe the budding amethyst block can spread from budding amethyst to regular amethyst. I thought that'd be a cool idea, but it would they mentioned it would take time. I guess there's a little balance in there. Mm hmm. Because in this case, you would have to, you know, leave your budding amethyst block where it's at and just farm them. And they can be all over this little circle range. It might be a little difficult to farm in that case. So they mentioned maybe you can, you know, maybe it can spread. Yeah. thought that was a pretty cool idea. I agree. I, I'm not a fan of the farming things on plates. Like, I, I honestly think you should be able to silk touch spawners and move them. I get why you can't. It, it's a very OP thing, and you're basically trusting your player base not to take advantage of it. But I don't know. Yeah. If if I'm in a single player world, I definitely am like considering silk touch spawners just to make my life easier. Because I mean, it's Minecraft. You play Minecraft how you want to play it. That's the great thing about it. Mm hmm. That's yeah. That's the beauty of it. You can always set it up to where you can move the spawner or mm -hmm. possibly move your budding amethyst. Yeah, but it's not for vanilla, apparently. Nope. Next, we have Dud's favorite subject. That's why I gave it to you. Bundles. <laughs> Bundles are items that hold other items. A bundle can hold a mixture of items, but only one stack's worth. For example, a bundle could fit 64 dirt, 34 dirt plus 32 stone, uh, 32 dirt plus 8 enderpearls, one of every color of wool, concrete, carpet, and terracotta, 64 blocks in total, or one diamond helmet. That's where I'm kind of torn on the bundles. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you put more than one unstackable item inside of these things? That kind of did it for me. Yeah. Use right-click to put in an item into the bundle. Uh, right-click a bundle to empty it. That's another thing. Uh, wrap a present in a bundle and give it to your friend. And that's the nail in the coffin to me because this whole f this bundles feel like wrapping paper. That's all they feel like to me. Yeah, it's like I would much rather get a shulker box. <laughs> and I get what they're saying. Bundles are not supposed to be 
end game thing. They're supposed to be before you get a shulker box. But me and you talked about the recipe. What is it? Five or six rabbit hide and some string? Two string. Yeah. Rabbit hide's not easy to get. Even though it should be, it's really not, especially early game. If you haven't found carrots yet to lure rabbits in, they're not easy guys to smack with a sword. Yeah, it'd be nice to have another way to get rabbit hide. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, maybe maybe you can take leather and break it down because you can always put four rabbit hide together and get a piece of leather. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they get a new crafting recipe for that so it could yeah. make it more obtainable. But even it being obtainable, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna use it as much. Yeah. I I was I was all like, oh Duds isn't giving it a chance. I'm totally on board with you now. Mm-hmm. The whole fact that you cannot put unstackable items in there together. Welcome to the dark side, grumpy Jimbo. Yeah, that's kind of a deal breaker for me. I didn't like that idea. Yeah. Hopefully they make some more changes. To me, the one redeeming quality I thought it was going to have is the unstackable item thing. Because imagine how cool it would be to be able to put 64 soups in a bundle. It's a little bit ridiculous when you think about it. But just go with me, because now that makes soups a ready, reliable food source. Because you could just put a ton of bundles in a sugar box Mm -hmm. with a ton of soups in them. And now you have a really cool food source that's different. I'm all about the different food sources this year. Like... I'm so sick and tired of golden carrots every time, every season. Basically, by the time you get into week three or four, golden carrots are the the only food source from then on. Now it kind of seems like cooked pork chops are the thing, but I don't know. Yeah, and then there's there's the thing where you got to right-click to empty the bundle. Oh, yeah. And if you have so many different blocks in there, like if you don't have 64 dirt in a bundle, which why would you? Mm-hmm. If you have like 20 different blocks and you go to empty this thing, you're throwing them out onto the ground. So you have to do inventory management to empty this thing. And that's one thing it's supposed to prevent was, you know, to help your inventory. It's literally the equivalent of grabbing your book bag by the base and flipping it upside down and just dumping it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's any way to take one out. As far as I can tell, there is not. You gotta take them all out, yeah. So let's move on from bundles because they make everybody grumpy, including Jimbo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in a bad mood now. <laughs> not easy. It's not easy Sunday morning anymore. All right, well, let's get into something really cool, mm-hmm. and that's candles. Candles can come in all 16 colors plus one uncolored variant. Yes. Up to four can be placed on one block. Yes. Candles allow you to properly wish someone a happy birthday, meaning you can put a candle on a cake. Yes. They are water-loggable, but obviously they can't light underwater. Yes. Candles are awesome. The only downfall is they don't put out a 15 light level. They only go up to like 12 or something like that. Yeah. Which I get, because candles in real life aren't super bright either. Little disappointed in the light level, but it's not hurting my love for candles. I think you get three light level per candle. Yeah. As you place them. Uh, We did notice before that were black and white candles. It's Mm -hmm. awesome we get the full 16. You actually get... 17. 17. Yeah, because there's one is uncolored. Yeah. Which means that there's a new color in Minecraft. Just saying. Yeah. It's like an off white. Yeah. Kind of like a sandy look. Kind of the in between of a sandstone and a bone texture. Yeah. This kind of helps my mood out, Duds. Thanks for bringing yeah. up candles. 
Candles make everyone happy. I love new light sources in Minecraft. They need more new light sources. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Uh, I didn't really get to see if you could put more than one candle on a birthday cake. I only noticed one. Yeah, I've only noticed one. So that's something to look out for. If anyone knows, let us know. <laughs> I don't think we could put the uh, 30-something candles me and you need on a birthday cake. Jimbo's <laughs> uh, <30 laughs> like, don't remind me. Uh, uh, grumpy Jimbo again. <laughs> grumpy Jimbo's back. What's your next one? Cauldrons mm -hmm. can now be filled with buckets of lava. Yeah. Uh, filled lava cauldrons give off a redstone signal strength of one. Mm -hmm. I I'm coming up with designs for cauldrons right now using this lava trick. Ah. Pretty excited. I I'm going to keep them hidden because I think I'm going to use them in my new base design, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I could see them as a good trash can. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of other ways I could use it. I'm sure the Minecraft community can think of thousands of different ways, but as of right now, uh, it's a cool update, but it's not nothing mind-blowing. Well, the big thing I want to know is if lava in a cauldron will still set wood on fire. Yeah. So if it now doesn't set wood and stuff on fire, that's a huge update early game. And now that you could have an easy 15 light level light source that does multiple things there you go that's what that's what i needed it's a it's another light source yeah you're welcome so let's get into copper copper has a ton of stuff again so i'm sorry you have to put up with me reading I got, i'm glad you got all the like the all the big reading stuff yeah i usually give you the big reading stuff but it didn't work out this way mm -hmm. this, this week so copper blocks you can craft copper blocks using nine copper ingots craft cut copper cut copper stairs and cut copper slabs first of all cut copper i mean that's dangerous you can, you can cut yourself sharp edges and you can use honeycomb to wax the copper blocks and that keeps them in their oxidization state so whenever you see one change state to a state you want to keep you just rub the wax on it or the honeycomb and it waxes the copper mm-hmm I think it changes the name of the copper, too. So if you're trying to do an item sorter, <laughs> you need to have that on mind. Of course, now I want to I know if you have a copper in an oxidized state that's not waxed and you break it, does it stay in that state or will it change in your inventory? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I think it stays in that state, if I'm not mistaken. I would think so, too. There wouldn't be any reason to wax a fully oxidized copper because it would just be green. You know, it wouldn't change from then. Yeah, well, I'm saying, like, if it's in the first oxidized, bleh, oxidation yeah. state, you break it, you forget yeah. about it for three months, you come back, you put it down, it remembers that state it's in, or does it automatically go back to regular copper, or, I don't know. Mm. Gotta play with it. Yeah, I was just mentioning, don't use your honeycomb to wax fully oxidized copper. Yeah, don't do that. That would be a waste. <laughs> that would be a waste. Uh, copper ore can be found in ore blobs, no longer veins, it's blobs, across the overworld, similar to iron and coal. And they're saying that this is not the final generation, they're going to play with it some more. You can smelt copper ore to get copper ingot, so it's literally just like iron. It looks like one ore equals one ingot. Mm -hmm. So hopefully there's a good amount of ore in a blob, because obviously stairs are really expensive. Yeah. And I don't know if a metal block such as copper is going to get to use 
use stone cutter as a way to make stairs and slabs. So, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the first ore that you can make stairs and slabs out of. Oh, you are right. Never really thought about that. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I think you are correct, sir. Good one. Yeah. Well, speaking of the fancy things this new ore can do, you can craft a lightning rod. It's crafted from three copper ingots. I'm assuming straight up and straight down. Your crafting book will tell you. To keep your build safe, you can use the lightning rod. And during thunderstorms, lightning will strike the rod and not your wooden roof. So your house will no longer catch fire. The the rod itself will protect an area four times 16 blocks around from the sometimes devastating lightning strikes. Really worded uh, things. Maybe I'm just really bad at reading. Yeah, I didn't know sometimes they can be devastating. Didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Lightning rod also gives a redstone signal when struck by lightning. We talked about that earlier, which means redstone is electric. Yeah. So we actually get two redstone blocks from this update. That and the skulk sensor. Yeah. But that also means to me that copper should also conduct redstone signals, which I don't think is going to happen. I think that's just too much. Mm, It's a good thought. Yeah. If lightning rods can produce redstone signals, then I feel copper in itself should be able to produce redstone signals, which honestly is something I'm against. I'm not a fan of that. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you would give copper that ability, you might have to give it to iron and gold. Exactly. So, yeah. So, copper will oxidize over time. There are four stages. You have copper, lightning, lightly weathered copper, semi-weathered copper, and weathered copper, which is the pure-on Statue of Liberty green. Mm -hmm. If you guys didn't know, the Statue of Liberty was made out of copper, and yes, it was very orange when it was first installed. It takes 50 to 82 Minecraft days in loaded chunks for a copper block to oxidize one stage. I like this. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yep. Um, It means that farming copper in weathered states is going to be really tough, but at the same time, I think it's really cool. I'm willing to have the grind for copper because of the... the, Copper is just going to be a really cool detail block from now on. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to use it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, if you have your copper in a state of oxidization, you like, wax it with a honeycomb and it stays in that state. You can wax it on any state, which means you'll be able to keep those blocks forever. I don't know if you can unwax a copper block, though. That's a good question. It would be nice if you could throw a copper block in a cauldron with water and it would remove the wax. Yeah. Give another use for some cauldrons. Yeah, but then again, wax is supposed to prevent water that's true didn't think that through so there might be something else to use to get the wax off that is a i I never really thought about that can you unwax it i do love the idea that it takes so much longer for it to change state Mm -hmm. uh they wanted it to to have that feel of i don't uh age i guess Mm -hmm. and if you'd make it every 20 days we were thinking 30 days yeah would be long enough but yeah, I was thinking, you know, these are going to change in like 15, 20 days. And on a server, days go by so fast, you know, yeah, things are going to get to the oxidized state so fast. You're not going to be able to tell, you know, the, the lifespan of it. But I, I do like the idea. If you're playing in a server with a bunch of people and you're all living in the same area and you want certain oxidization states, you basically have to lay your blocks out. And then when you get off for the day, you have to pick all your blocks back up 
and then hop back on, put all your blocks back down, and then pick them back up. Because people are playing almost <laughs> 24-7 when you start a new server, which means those oxidation states are just changed. Yeah. You go to bed one night, and you'll come back, and everything's green. So you're like, ah, you, you can't have that, so. Yeah. You'll miss the middle. Mm-hmm. The change. Yeah. Next item on the list, Jimbo. Uh, next item, we have spyglass. You can use your spyglass to see faraway things. Uh, pretend to be a sea captain or catch your neighbor in an act as they dye your sheep lime green. I don't know why that was in there. I guess that's just an example. Yeah. Uh, the spyglass is crafted from two copper ingots and one amethyst shard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing I have to change with the spyglass is the rounded texture. While it's pixelated, it doesn't feel very Minecrafty, and the fact that it's always a sprite, and by that I mean it's a 2D item, even like when you're holding a sword or a shield or an axe or whatever, those are still technically sprites. They still feel a bit 3D, especially the shield, mm. and I would like the spyglass to take on that 3D look and also have the on looking shadow go from circular to a more squared shape considering that's the shape the spyglass probably would be in, in game anyways yeah i'm a, i'm okay with the circle shape yeah maybe a little more oval i mean out wide you know wide ways mm -hmm. oval it that way but yeah i'm okay with the, the circle shape uh, there's really i mean if you don't have optifine th that gives you a reason to use it but without it man it's kind of or with Optifine, you really don't need it. I mean, you get a better look with Optifine. Yeah, the Spyglass does zoom in a lot further than Optifine. Oh, does it? But the problem, if, if you only have like 10 chunks is your uh, vision range, does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. But you can spy on your neighbors trying to dye your sheep. That was, uh, they mentioned it. Yeah, no, I think I'd be able to see the uh, lime color from a ways away. My thing is, it's another tool you've got to carry, and we we just don't have the space in inventory to keep. I mean, last update was, hey, guess what? You want to chop down trees and get leaves and stuff? You're gonna need a hoe. And it's like, why why couldn't we get a new enchantment for the axe to do that? Nope, use the hoe. It's like, all right, well now <laughs> this update we have a spyglass. Oh, you want to look far away? Use spyglass, but but I have Optifine. Nope, use the spyglass. It's like, but uh, cheaty zoom key. Nope, spyglass. It's like I don't have room to carry all these things. Yeah, but my inventory here's a bundle. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, does that put non-stackable items in here? No, use the bundle. It's gift wrap. Nope, it only fits one spyglass. Let's get off bundles because that makes us grumpy. Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to mention, um. They're like moving, or you have to re-sign in with Microsoft or something. Yeah, the migration. We talked about that. Yeah, the migration. I wonder if that's going to try to filter out Optifine for people to use the Spyglass. Nah. Just a thought. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I don't think Mojang would do that. Yeah, I was just curious. I think they're very much in line with the modding community, and they don't want to upset the modding community. Yeah, that's true. The final thing in this snapshot, man, we've been running through, there's so much in this snapshot, but it's yeah. tinted glass. I'm very excited for tinted glass, actually. 
So tinted glass is a type of glass that does not allow light to pass through. So we can see through it, but no light actually goes through. So you can build the dark room out of tinted glass, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And to craft it, you put a glass block in the middle of four amethyst shards, and you get tint. Tinted glass can be obtained without silk touch and does not shatter like normal glass. That's good. That That's kind of very cool. Um, the only tinted glass I've seen, though, has just looked black. Yeah. So I don't know if you can do colored tinted glass or not. I didn't notice. I'm thinking like, so your witch farm, which you've fully enclosed so it stays dark, but you can't see inside of it because it's dark. You could have used tinted glass. Mm -hmm. Glass would make it, yeah. yeah, glass would make it unusable. No more do you have to do big roofs over dark mob farms. You can just use tinted glass. Mm -hmm. Spawners as well. Mm-hmm. Spawners as well. Same thing. I definitely see that. So I'm looking forward to using tinted glass. It kind of feels like it's very specific, but it's a specific use that I would find useful. So, yeah. And I'm sure there's definitely mm -hmm. creative ways to use it. My first thought is, is there a way to use it to get the mirrored effect finally? I don't know. Uh, one thing to note, that uh, I'm pretty sure it's not a transparent block, so you can suffocate in it. Yes, very true. Unlike the other glass blocks as well. Yes. So <laughs> don't try to uh, ride a minecart through it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do that. I don't think people do that anymore. I'm from the old days when you needed glass blocks over minecart rails so nothing spawns on them, but... Yeah. Anyways, so that's kind of it. Before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting the show. Our milk-level patrons are Omni, Chief Big Bear, Croc, Obeep, Stonefigure, the official CCL, Viperous Tuna, and YDYT. That list is getting long. I'm having to take breaths in between. <laughs> mm, I took a breath. Yeah. If you guys would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. And if you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links will be in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. And the amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found down in the show notes. You guys have been awesome, as always. Thank you so much for the support and getting withered with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.